0: recording is in uh, in progress.
1: Perfect. Um, Hi, Maddie.
0: Hello, Josh. How are you?
1: I'm great. All right. Um, Yay. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) Um,
0: Well, I'm good. We have a special guest on the podcast today. I'm not Um,
2: special.
0: Yes, you are. You're very special. Um, He is a friend of mine and a neighbor um aren't you uh, A neighbor? And, yeah, you live well, yeah, you live like right live, down
3: the street. Yeah, I live yeah. 15 minutes away.
0: Just like two, literally like
3: oh
1: beautiful
0: three blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so whenever we hear like gunshots in the in like the neighborhood, mm-hmm. we always like text each other. Did you hear that?
3: <laughs> well, the one time I was on the phone with I'm Alex, by the way. Yes, I'm this Maddie. is yeah, yes. um, <laughs> another one of Maddie's gay friends. <laughs> and uh the one time we were talking after work in this fucking lady around literally around the corner from me started screaming like bloody murder and she got carjacked like they mm. had a gun to her head and she got carjacked yeah sweet home chicago yeah
0: we love it here okay gay capital of the world um <laughs> i think i think it is so what did pritzker say the other day he that chicago's like about to be in a state of emergency or something he
3: said uh we're nearly there i, I yeah. don't think he's declared it like a state of emergency yet but he's like oh we're almost there yeah and then he went and a fucking that why why is our governor so fat but a billionaire like i just it's not well that's how the
1: that's how the elites used to be yeah that which i really fat
3: but he should dress up that way then
2: Mm
3: -hmm. but i just don't understand like you have access to you know adrenochrome and personal trainers and stimulants like
0: yeah. you and, could and you lose he's like,
3: like 450 he's
0: gigantic he looks like a, uh if, he looks like a huge submarine like just really really fat and uh
1: maddie maddie can you check your uh connection
0: oh god
3: damn okay.
1: <laughs> you're just, is, you've been like you've been like cutting in and out
3: is your uh is your uh, husband to be gaming
0: right now? Uh, maybe that's I don't favorite. know. Maybe that's no. I'm <laughs> a, I'm a, I, have, I have I'm
2: connected.
1: Okay. I'm connected. Okay, that it, it was like red bars. See, right now it's like yellow.
2: The flip- okay. What does that mean?
0: <laughs> I don't I don't see anything. My it's on my end. It, it looks good. My mine okay. is all, all good to go. Okay. <laughs> Well, fingers crossed on this, folks.
1: Hopefully we
3: don't get into a red level terror threat.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it stays. <laughs> yes. Hopefully it stays yellow, preferably green, but so Yeah,
1: you, you want to have some suspense there. Yeah. That there, the potential for a terrorist threat.
0: The potential for um It's
1: edging. I call it. Yeah, it really is edging.
0: edging. <laughs> it is. Um Well, I guess we'll get into it. Um, So today we are discussing the classic movie, um, classic Pacino movie, Cruising, directed by William Friedkin. Um, Another just, you know, uh, Chicago (laughs) jack-off, just insane, (laughs) insane guy. Yeah, why why don't you go over, Alex, you want to go over the history
2: of
3: this? (laughs) Uh, Well, so this is Friedkin. Uh, As Friedkin and Pacino, like they come up, making the godfather, uh, Friedkin had made uh, the French connection, The Exorcist, uh, at this point. His movie before this was called Sorcerer, uh, which is a... A good movie. I haven't seen it. I heard it's pretty good, but it flopped at the box office. So I think that's probably why he took this job. And from what Manny tells me, like, Pacino was in a slump too. So it's like two guys trying to, at the end of the the golden era of the 70s in film, Hollywood, at least. Like, they're trying to do something edgy and big. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm.
0: It was a mutually beneficial creative partnership.
3: Well, I don't know, because Friedkin fucking hates Pacino. Yeah, facts.
0: but that—that's what basically. I mean, it's—it was—it's very clear that there were a lot of like fight. There was a lot of fights going on in, you know, backstage on the set.
1: Yeah, because also didn't like Friedkin not actually want Pacino at first. He wanted somebody else.
3: He Friedkin always did. He did that with French Connection too, where he goes through like five actors. He's like I don't like this guy. And then the producers are like you just have to pick somebody, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he wanted um he wanted uh Richard Gere originally. Richard Gere would have been hot in this movie.
0: Yeah, that'd be that would be fine, but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, we we were talking about how like uh, William Friedkin, like, originally got his start working for WGN here in Chicago, and he made this documentary about this guy that was wrongly accused um, for murder, and, like, because of the documentary, like, this guy ended up not going to jail um, for this one. Yeah,
3: he was on death row. Oh, yeah, gonna, yeah,
0: sorry, yeah. They were going to
3: execute him, and he either got off death row, or I don't know if he was acquitted, but Friedkin made this, like, hour-long it's a true crime for the ladies out there. Yeah. For the- <laughs> it's, called the, it's called The Thin Blue Line. Mm-hmm. It was, that's what it was. Yeah. But that documentary wow. style, like he, he obviously took from like the French filmmakers of the 50s. Mm-hmm. It's a, So all his films have the documentary style, but he actually made documentaries.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: he's, he's good at shooting that way, unlike the other movie we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah when I first saw cruising i I really liked it I thought it was really hot and also mm. I thought it was just a good um gay slasher film you know I don't know if there had been anything like it before
1: um I don't but... think we've even had anything like it yeah ever that's, since
0: yeah <laughs>
3: I just think it's uh, because movies at that time set in New York, like they show how like dog shit New York looked and particularly, particularly like they're in the meatpacking, which is even funnier because it's like the mafia owned all the meatpacking industry in New York at the time and also all the gay bars. So it's just like, I'm hilarious. It's just hilarious. It's like, okay. They wipe up the pig's blood. And then, like dudes are coming all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Like two hours after they clear out,
0: Disgusting.
2: And then, then
3: just like at five in the morning again, the, the fucking Polish meat guys come in, cutting up pigs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Damn, I miss
1: I, that. Needs to make a comeback in the gay community. In my the opinion. mafia. Yeah. <laughs> things were so much better when the mafia ran things. The mafia actually did care about the people. Unlike this bureaucratic government that we have now.
3: Well, it was more direct. Yeah. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. At,
0: at least they, at least they were like they You knew like who was really in charge, you know.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, if they came it, back now, they
3: they'd be on Twitter saying it's like sorry, we beat you up. We're a little neurodivergent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'd be like we apologize. It's just a lot of notes app apologies.
1: <laughs> yes
0: we're sorry we whacked you and cut off your kneecaps (laughs) but it had to be done
1: but there was like a sense of community (laughs) that was really important i felt like
0: yeah well also Uh, i mean of i mean watching some of these movies from the 80s like i i even was watching like this past year i watched rocky for the first time and i was like oh dear god like new york is disgusting like it was really like dirty and dangerous i mean still is dirty um but it was like very like dangerous
3: (laughs) i mean like all of new york looked like slums at that time Mm -hmm. like even sections of manhattan yeah like lower east side you know wall street's like right there yeah but even at that time it was awful yeah
1: well yeah now it's like a upper middle class bourgeois kind of vibe to the city which is really what the which is what the elites want, I think. Yeah,
0: they want like a a Sin City kind of uh, a baby playground, <laughs> you know, where there's like a yeah. Starbucks and a Chase Bank on every corner.
1: Well, I mean, exactly. Half,
3: half of those apartments and condos, it's just like, you know, the Saudis are dumping like yeah. their money into it just so they can hide their assets.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. What's that um, one gigantic? It's like the tallest uh, residential building oh, yeah. in Manhattan, and it's like a bunch of like Saudi kings and guys that just like buy huge multi-million dollar penthouses there.
3: It's that thin one. Yeah, the
0: gigantic it's like the thin, thin,
2: thin, thin one. one. Yeah. Thinnest oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's also like a plumbing disaster because you get a condo up there and it's constantly flooding. It's really funny to me. <laughs> yeah,
3: they, they killed a hooker and we're trying to flush her hair. Yeah. Flooded the next floor. Yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah. Next floor.
1: Uh, yeah um, anyways. Anyways, Pacino's yeah, just, great
0: in this movie. I really, really like it.
1: Yes. And for those who like don't know what cruising is about, it's about an undercover, like a murderer, a gay murderer is on the loose. And, um, Pacino has to go undercover to uh, find the killer, and he like finds himself uh, submerged into this uh, underworld of leather and bondage. That's mm-hmm. very hot.
0: The the leather <laughs> the leather bars the original original um, gay. Uh, leather guys i guess
2: yeah
3: yes um well it's just so funny because it's just like such an extreme of of the gay scene it's just like hey mm-hmm. you yeah, you're not going to sidetrack you got to go to you know you're going to see some nasty shit yeah when you go into these because there's like shots of a guy in a bathtub being stepped on mm-hmm. but he's clearly getting pissed on. they didn't show like a piss stream but he's in that bathtub so he can get pissed on.
0: yeah And there's, like, a shot of, like, a guy, like, getting fisted in the club, and it's definitely not super glamorous, but it is very, like, um, clandestine and, like, stigmatized in a way that it gives it a lot of mystery, and it's, like, very titillating in that way. Um, And, like, when the movie came out, like, obviously it got a lot of very, like, liberal backlash because it didn't portray, like, the gays in a positive light or whatever but uh i guess like the whole point is like looking back it, at this time it's like you know that's how it was back then i felt like it was true it was portrayed you know kind of oh, well yeah you
1: know? yeah definitely i mean it's it's a true to true to reality yeah you know which is like why like liberals hated it because like they don't want to have to face the reality of it but well,
3: it's also like-, know, like oh go ahead sorry
1: no you go ahead go ahead thank you (laughs) (laughs) but uh
3: you know these places are crime ridden anyways like there's like the first the first two uh first two uh leather guys you see are like hustlers Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then
3: those cops basically you know they they rape them in the in the patrol car which Mm -hmm. is interesting with uh that one cop, he shows up like three times. You you first see him when he's bitching about his wife, and they they uh, assault those hustlers. Then uh, he's in the bar, like he stares down Pacino in one of the shots. Then they they are like staring at each other in Central Park when they're both cruising,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then he's at the at the end. So but that's the thing it's like all these fucking guys look the same like they did yeah they it's like well like i couldn't give a description of any of these guys that could be useful it's like he's the white guy he's got dark hair uh maybe he has facial hair maybe he doesn't you
0: know various levels of crustiness yeah he's got bad
3: teeth (laughs) yeah you
0: know I, I really uh, enjoyed kind of in these movies, the like level of physical fitness. Like nowadays you see um, gay guys that are like ripped to the gills and like shiny. And I liked the guys they had in this movie, they had like some, like they kind of like seemed like real people. They actually like were like real, is that, am I wrong? Like, were they not like real guys? Like yeah, the
3: they're, A lot of those. <laughs> real guys. Yeah. But... all <laughs> they were...
0: those
3: guys are <laughs> <kidding me. laughs> Yeah, all those guys were pretty much involved in the scene when they were shooting
0: yeah they were in yeah. the leather that SM scene the ones S&M. that weren't
3: protesting you know when they were shooting
0: yeah but um yeah but i, I liked um you know obviously it, it did because of that i felt like it did have some uh you know sense of you know realness to it and grittiness to it um and and it felt like yeah they were just like dudes rock like they it felt like since some of the bar scenes that they were just hanging
3: out <laughs> and talking well it's also coming from where like this is the 70s yeah. so like everybody's wild in maus yeah
1: Especially, the sexual revolution has just happened
3: yeah, yeah. so everybody like uh, you know even straight clubs were fucking all over the place mm-hmm. but gays in particular Like, this is, like, hey, how far can we push it? Yeah,
0: this was their time to shine.
3: Everybody's sweaty.
1: Everyone's so so sweaty. Yeah, I love the sweat,
0: yeah. That's
1: one of the best parts of this film, is the sweat. But I think, uh, you know, what you guys were saying is, like, this film captures, like, the dangers of cruising, which feel, and now, like, cruising has all just, like, gone on to, like, Grindr or Tinder. So it's, like, that element of, like, looking is gone. It feels like...
0: Yeah, because like nowadays, there's, like, you, there's a
1: lot of like. No, go ahead.
0: Oh, I, I was saying nowadays, if you like try to go cruising in the old sense, you might get shot or like stabbed in the park. But I mean, I guess yeah. that back then you you probably would have our reds, well, you, you have did say, yeah, yeah, you did. About it's like, yeah, so <laughs> I, <laughs> it's true. Well, about yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that's the point of the movie. That's basically. what
1: made cruising ex- exciting. Yeah. Is that there was a potential that you could get murdered?
0: Yeah definitely um and yeah no one no one does it the same way i mean now it's just like grind grinder i mean even like for straight people it's just like this weird anti-social thing that happens where it's very transactional and surface level um (laughs) it's very weird i I really
3: do like how they make the actors dead eye the camera like they are that that's how it is like Wouldn't you when you're in a gay bar and a guy's giving you vibes it's just not like oh oh, is he gonna catch my glance it's like no it's like hey, asshole yeah <laughs> like, what
2: are you yeah doing? Can yeah I there's you so
1: much drink? there's so much emphasis on like the hunt which like a lot of people like miss in terms of like male sexuality like it's all about the hunt it's all about the way you look at somebody the the communication that's going on between Between you guys, without that's nonverbal. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
3: and it's like you're all there for the same reasons. Like you, we know why we're all here, Mm -hmm. man. Right. And if you don't, if uh, you know one person isn't reciprocating, you just walk away. Yeah.
0: It's all about Mm. the it's all about the vibe. Like, I saw something on the internet the other day. It's like okay, the like the Sanskrit word for like energy is like um like prana, like the Chinese call it like mm. chi and americans say the vibe so <laughs> it's all about the vibe <laughs> or energy yeah. i guess you know
3: well i also like because they highlighted this with like the handkerchiefs, which actually meant what you were into mm-hmm. and how you mm-hmm. place it in your pocket and it's hilarious where pacino's like he's so such an idiot like he didn't listen to the guy that was trying to sell him the handkerchiefs and then he's got like one of the piss handkerchiefs Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and then
1: yes the guy
3: who's there's another uh fella who's wearing one uh one of the piss handkerchiefs he gets he 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 almost fights him to where he's like hey if you're not in the scene like don't wear the handkerchiefs like there are distinct rules Mm -hmm. like don't waste my time
1: yes i'm currently reading why why liberalism failed um for the pod and he uh, talks about how like liberalism's main goal is to like uh, be anti-cultural. It's like to divorce you from time, place, and history. And like, that is just like the perfect example of that, that like Pacino can walk in and like not even listen to the guy as he's explaining like what the different handkerchiefs mean. And, and furthermore, like that has been lost on Grindr, like, now, like, no one, like, now I feel like no young gay man probably knows, like, uh, the history behind handkerchiefs in and, po- and back pockets. Because now everybody just, like, says, this is what I want <laughs> on grinder. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for.
3: Well, I mean, it's, like, you had to keep it within a code.
0: Yeah. There yeah. was an the element of mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had to hide it. They didn't, they weren't talking about, like, gay stuff in Congress until, like, the AIDS crisis, really.
1: Yeah. So. This film <laughs> came out this film, this film came out like a year before AIDS happened.
3: Well it came out in eighty. When did AIDS start happening? 82, I think.
1: Yeah, 81, 82. Yeah. See, 80. that's
3: probably the only way it could be filmed. Like if it was made in 1986, it'd be like William uh, Creed, William Freak is a homophobe. Like you can't make this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then and today see, he pro- he probably what? couldn't make it.
3: No, it's not, you know, nobody would, it would be like Interior Leather Bar, but it's all bland and like, oh, God. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah. Uh, it would
0: like, be, like, be like Love, Simon, goes to goes to a bar. Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, you, That too, might actually be really funny. <laughs> that would
3: be. That would be hilarious. He actually might be a better fit in Pacino's role than Pacino was. Yeah. Because, because I guess Pacino, he pulls off like not knowing what to do. In in these bars really well in the first half of the movie, because I just don't think he knew how to act in the role. And it was like that clip of Friedkin saying he's like, he just hates Pacino so much because it's clear, like... Pacino would probably, I suspect, have these conversations. Just be like, "Well, what's this character like? What do I do? Like, right. what's my motive? What's my motivation?" And Friedkin's probably like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You, you just won an Oscar. Like, aren't you an actor? Like, yeah, why don't act. you? <laughs> don't, why don't you do this? Correct? Like, go in there and you're trying to pick up a guy. Yeah, go, go in pick there. Up a
0: you're guy. trying to get laid. Like, that is what your motivation is. That's like what it's all about." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and i feel like if (laughs) i feel like if simon were to go into like a bdsm leather bar he'd probably just like go along with it and not because like he comes from like an upper middle class world that like he wouldn't know like what to like he wouldn't be able to stand up for himself the way that i feel like pacino could yeah his character
3: yeah because it's the thing he is a cop and it's like he is you know he's very this movie so if it went down like in the final scene, as you see, like he can defend himself. Low Simon, he'll probably picked up by some bear and get fisted.
0: Yeah. Or it would be like, Timothy Chamolais goes oh and gets bullied. I hate that guy. That's He's like, it. I'm, so, I'm not even kidding. That's what I'm saying. If you made this movie today, it would be Timothy Chamolais and who like waltzes in l- looking like uh fucking, what's that guy from Lord of the Rings? He looks no, not Frodo. Frodo. I'm saying no, he looks like uh, what's that alien guy from Lord of the Rings? Oh, Gollum, Gollum. He looks like Gollum to me. He looks like a very (laughs) gangly, uh, otherworldly, like New Zealand creature folklore Mm. guy. He just looks like
3: every soccer player from high school. He does. (laughs)
0: Um, but yeah, it would be like this gangly, like, twink, like walking in, be like, oh. I don't I've never been to a leather bar before what do you do you
3: know hey, yeah you put on this dog mask yeah
0: you know, yeah, yeah. like on. shut up put on this collar <laughs> 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 how
1: haven't, you not- yeah. haven't you noticed how like Pacino always plays like gay adjacent characters like like he played whatever this guy's name in this film is but then also he like plays Roy Cohn in Angels in America which is like technically Roy is gay, but he's, like, not willing to accept that he is gay. Yeah. He he just, like, constantly is playing these, like, gay-adjacent characters, which I find very interesting.
3: I haven't seen Angels in America. Does he, do they say, like, hey, this is Roy Coe, Or is it, like, a part yeah. of
1: it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Pacino had, like, this period where he was just playing a lot of gay characters. I think it was just because in the wake like, of the sexual, like, revolution, there were just, like, a lot of uh, gay cinema going on, and like a lot of yeah, stuff like that.
3: Well, what are the other gay characters that he plays? Uh,
0: there was one before Cruising, he had another, wasn't there another movie that he made before Cruising? There was another guy. I don't I
3: don't know. Know oh, that. well, I just remember freaking directed the uh movie version of The Boys in
2: the Band.
1: Oh, <gasps> did he really? Yeah,
0: yeah, he did. That's right. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, and this I still just... I miss go ahead.
3: I no, it was uh it was after it was after the thin blue line. And it wasn't I mean it was a, a wide release because everything was a wide release then. You know, the, mm-hmm. but uh you know, it was like a regular movie production. But he made that before he made uh French Connection really, really uh started making the good stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Which isn't wow. to say boys in the band is bad. You know, I haven't yeah. seen it. I
1: can't I haven't seen it, it either. Yeah. I, 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 Maybe we should do a pod we'll, episode. We'll
0: do a pod episode
3: on that for sure. The clips I've I mean, seen are really good, though, where it's just like, hey, there's eight gay dudes bitches in each other, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, like, part. in the 70s, one, Bruce Jenner's in it. Or like, Caitlyn very, Jenner, I should say.
0: Canceled. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait.
1: I can't. I, maybe I need to have a Dave Chappelle moment.
3: Yeah. Wait, is... Uh, was, God, God, was Jenner in it. I don't <laughs> want to say the wrong thing. It was Jen- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the main characters?
1: Mm, I Put don't know. Put down your wine and answer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think he might. Is it like or, a cameo? It, it might be a cameo because this was also during when uh, he was like big in the Olympics.
3: Oh, it's, it's got to be after that, though.
1: Oh, yeah, At, probably. After he won but the like,
3: uh, decathlon.
1: Yeah, but he was like riding the, that coattail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, um, <laughs> what, uh, let's get back to murder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. So, like, the, please. The, murder, the murder part of this film is very important. Uh, yes. It we, got me rock hard. I know because it's it's the danger. But I uh, we were talking about like what's. I was trying to, like, I was like, Alex, what is, like, the the ending supposed to be? Like, was, was there, like, some disagreements about what, you know, the director wanted? Like, I don't know. Well, I think
3: freaking he does, like, a lot of tricks here. And it's intentional, but he, he's not like, oh, I'm tricking you. It's just I like gotcha. Freak, like, he, it's clear that, you know, there's a reason why everybody looks the same. They use the same actors who later look like they killed somebody but then they get murdered uh, he does that weird thing with ADR and the voice of the killer yes across I, like yeah. multiple actors so, it's it's, so weird it's so I think he's saying the movie starts off with bodies are being cut up and dumped in, in the river mm. but these murders are all guys being stabbed like nobody's mm. cut up and then the movie ends with uh, Pacino's neighbor who we've been interacting with and like getting a feel for, I guess, Pacino's neighbor is like a normal gay dude. Like he's just a normal guy and he seems very nice and sweet. But I guess you see that, that he has problems with his boyfriend and uh, Pacino's neighbor is later murdered, uh, stabbed to death in his apartment uh, and Pacino's boss figures out that it's that they were neighbors. Mm-hmm. But I think free Kid's point is that he's intentionally telling you Pacino has gone into this world he's, he's become it mm-hmm. Going mm-hmm. cover to some degree maybe he murdered the guy, maybe he didn't. But there's also other point is it's like this is a very dangerous time and all these guys are so similar like, These could just be all disconnected killings. Like these could be like four or five guys that
2: just got stabbed. Yeah.
0: It's probably not one guy. And I walk away from this movie thinking about it as a metaphor for becoming the very thing that you originally set out to like be resentful of or, you know, because he, at the end of the movie, he looks in the mirror and to me, I thought that it was a metaphor for becoming that which you originally resented. Um, so well, there's um, a
3: clear moment where, uh, when uh, Karen Allen, his girlfriend, is giving him that rotten blowjob mm-hmm. in bed,
2: yeah, and yes. you
3: can hear the audio of the of the club, and this is after he was dancing. He, when the moment where you can see him finally like get into the role of being a gay guy in a leather bar is that he finally accepts this guy's invitation to dance he's, he hugs his geese or poppers whatever it is <laughs> and his fucking uh, his, his dancing is horrible by the way and i'm not a dancer but he's like jerking <laughs> he's like jerking like he's stuck he's, he's having
0: like, like a seizure like <laughs> it's like
3: he stuck his finger in a, a light socket. yeah, yeah. It's, it's really bad or like he
1: became possessed by some spirit
3: not even that. He's just saying you're like, oh, this is. <laughs> but then the he shows up at his girlfriend's place, and uh, he 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 like he, he just needs to see her because he's like am I straight and like blah blah blah, and she gives him this rotten blowjob, and he's like, oh, maybe I do like fucking dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's yeah. not gay. Yeah, but yeah, maybe but I like yeah dudes. that's
0: that's true. Yeah, because yeah maybe he has like a realization about his own sexuality or something because he starts off as being very standoffish towards uh the (laughs) the gays and like the community but i feel like that is exactly kind of what makes it sort of hot like the 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 lack of knowing (laughs) if this is like right or wrong you know
1: yeah
0: yeah
3: well, I just I I love in terms of like as a cop movie, it's kind of fun when he goes to talk to uh, Paul Sorvino, who's who's his uh, captain. So the the other thing is like, Pacino's like, hey, if you solve this, you're gonna be a detective. Like Pacino's just a patrolman at this point. But like, uh, there it gets to a point where there's like after the third or fourth uh, murder, like. The the, the the politics comes into it, mm-hmm. where the chief of detective tells Paul Sorvino, it's like, okay, yeah, they're gay, but we got to deal with this because the fucking convention is coming and you got to wrap this up. He's like, they're basically like, find some guy and arrest him,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Just pick and, a guy.
3: <laughs> and then right after that scene, Paul Sorvino meets Pacino at the train station and Pacino's like, I seriously don't know if I could do this. And Paul Servino looks like he didn't sleep for two days. He looks like dog shit, which is a point. And he and he's just staring at Pacino. He's like, why? It's like, what? Why are you telling me? that? like, you gotta do this. Like, this is what you signed up for. And it's like this needs to be done. But, you know, Paul Servino, you know, pats him on the back. It's like, hey, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And then he hands him those photos of the of the yearbook, where he finally identifies the guy.
1: And the guy, t- and the guy turns out, yeah. what a musical theater, oh,
2: musical theaters,
1: yeah. Theater um, yeah. oh, the subliminal. No, nothing about musical theater people i'm just i'm just saying i know
0: they're all they're all doomed for like medical debt and uh a lifetime of <laughs> well, you
3: gotta be a real psychopath to go into musicals has anybody seen a musical that's good like i i just don't they're not my thing like good for you, if you mm. like them, but I, I just like why don't you just talk normally like why are you yeah. trying so hard
0: stop you don't have to burst into song. Yeah, I
1: mean uh, the whole like the whole point is that like the the circumstances are so heightened that they can't help but not burst into song.
3: Uh, hire Italians then. Yeah. You know, if you want <laughs> yeah. To be Make
0: an opera.
3: And I'm Italian too, so they, you know. Yeah. About um, the-
1: I mean, I mean, um, what's that one? I can't think of one. Cabaret. Yeah, cabaret, cabaret is, is pretty, so good.
0: Pretty good. The- a chorus
1: do they, line do they yes. show
3: pussy in it
0: they talk about um, it
1: yeah, yeah they definitely they do. Do. yeah yeah
3: well that was the wait josh you were the one that sent me that clip of diana the musical yes <laughs> oh my
1: christ <laughs> yeah that was bad oh yeah i saw bad.
0: that too oh god
3: it's horrible
1: yeah this, got- i mean we're in a, we're in a low point for musical theater but you know history is cyclical
3: But she was singing like she was happy. Like she's not. She's like she's a miserable woman. Yeah. Why? Yeah. She wouldn't be singing. And
1: she's she's married to a Scorpio, and she's a Cancer. But Cancers and Scorpios go really well together. Hence, you guys.
3: (laughs) I don't know anything about witchcraft. Yeah. Sorry. Okay.
0: All right. We're very devout religious people. We do not discuss that. You are. I don't go
3: to church <laughs> mostly because you know I'm too hungover.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: But anyway, <laughs> anyways,
0: anyway, cruising is. I I really like this movie. I just I just rewatched it for the second time last week, and I just I picked up. I definitely picked up on a lot of the stuff uh, you mentioned, just with the dynamic with uh, Pacino and his girlfriends, and how I was like, <laughs> she kind of annoyed me the whole time. <laughs> But, um, well, you
3: get to say yeah. that he, he gets annoyed with her, so. I know, he
0: does. He's like, I have to do my work. <laughs>
3: he's like, oh, you fucking bitch. You don't,
0: <laughs> you don't You don't understand this cock life, okay? Yeah. I'm trying to arrest some innocent civilian.
1: Very, yeah, it's very, it's very important. I was kind of annoyed that Pacino would throw away all those gay magazines at the beginning. Like, who does he think he is?
0: He thinks he's a straight guy, but he's trying to throw away a part of him that he denies.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
3: Well, I love how his neighbor mentioned, like everybody at this time in New York is like a hustler to some degree. And his neighbor mentions like, hey, stack, don't throw those away, stack the magazines because our landlord, she, she resells those. Yeah.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. And in that way, it kind of evoked the the economic landscape of the time, you know, it
1: it didn't really try to be anything other than
3: what it, what it was, you know.
1: Right. Um, but I yeah. also liked that they had precinct night at the club.
3: Oh, that was that was the funniest. thing. That was so funny. Yes. But you know that there were for sure other cops, like actual other cops in there. But everybody is dressed in cop uniforms, obviously.
1: Why do you think that there's like such like? Uh, a desire to homo eroticize like the cop
3: it's a domination it's the look probably
1: yeah. any
0: uh, kind of mas- masculine occupation that requires a uniform and ma- makes you look like really like domineering you know mm. is attractive
3: it's fashion
0: yeah it's fashion, it's
3: fashion. well i mean how many not na- you know all the SA of the nazis were fucking gay mm-hmm.
1: yes yeah that. that. there were like references to the the nazis insignia like the bird Mm -hmm. in this oh
3: yeah there's that one flag it's like the it's the nazi eagle but it's not a swastika it's got some like leather kink symbol under
1: it do you think that those are still prevalent at like leather bars
3: not now there's no way that they would have that now
0: I don't there aren't even any leather bars over here like Yeah, yeah
1: I don't block. think my city has any leather bars either.
0: I mean they have like International Mr. Leather like the convention and like yeah. people dress up but it's not like it's more of like a holiday really like it's not a there's no
2: there,
3: I mean holiday. there's Jack Cameron like cell block here but like Manny said every year except the last two uh IML happens yeah. here in Chicago. And it's uh it's to, I've been (laughs) to it a couple times it's really fun
0: yeah but it it is it is cool because um just like the um leather like leather takes a lot of like craftsmanship and like skill and it's like really expensive um Mm. that makes it really desirable as well
1: yeah and there's like a ritual aspect to it Mm -hmm. of like putting on the gear but yeah. then also, like when you tie the guy down, like it like harkens back. To, I think to like how writes about this that like it harkens back to like fertility or like having to do with <laughs> the weather. What? Yeah, what the hell
3: are
1: you well, talking
3: about?
0: Well, well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, it is a, a natural resource. Like leather comes from the the cows, so well, it like comes from the, the earth. The actual-
1: <laughs> The act of, like, dominate, like, dominate, like, domination and submission, I think, uh, like, harkens back to that, anthropologically speaking.
3: Well, the Mesopotamians probably weren't tying down women and like, what do you mean? I I just don't (laughs) understand.
1: (laughs) Like, back in, like, uh, ancient times... Granted, I'm not, like, the best uh, person to explain this to or explain this. You just but, like, say it because
3: I really don't know what you mean.
1: <laughs> like, it, it was, like, a ritual to, like, bring good luck and, like, that type of stuff. Like, you talking about, like,
3: sacrifice?
1: Yeah, like, like that's what sacred. it, like, yeah, like, that's what it harkens back to. Okay. And, like, maybe, meant- maybe, and that might be why there's such, like, an erotic appeal to, like, be tied up. Mm. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Well, it's probably like letting yourself go.
2: Yeah,
0: it's just. Yeah, decided. I think that's why what makes it like you just completely release all uh, notion of kind of you know cons- consent or and control around what's gonna happen, and that makes it exciting because you don't know. What's
2: gonna happen.
3: Yeah, I guess now now it, the rules are like if you're gonna get tied up, like you have the final say to when to stop.
1: Right. Well, like that's the other thing is like when you are the submissive like you really are like the most powerful in right. the situation
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: even beyond even beyond being like you have total consent over like what happens but like like the fact that like they feel like they have to like i don't know spank you or dominate you kind of mean that, that you have like uh an a subconscious power over the person mm-hmm.
3: yeah it's not like it you know it's not like the cia
1: yeah
3: they do what they want yeah
1: or maybe it is just like the cia i don't know
3: i i assume half the cia is perverts you know you gotta be to do that job are you kidding me i know
0: every single time i turn on my uh webcam i'm just like making like pervy like flashing myself I'm like is this what you want <laughs>
3: Well, it's just like, oh. <laughs> you know, I don't care about like, how are they going to blackmail me? It's like, I'm on Grinder. I've sent my cock and body pics hundreds of times at this point. Like, what are you going to do? Like, how are they blackmail me? At this point, I don't care if they see us. Right. it. Right. Like, is.
1: the rules of professionalism have totally gone out the out, out to the wayside. Like, as, as, as uh, they've said, like, like, like nudes are like a form of love currency like it's just it just is what it is at this oh, point
3: like an nft
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yes you have to sign away every part of your body to the online marketplace for any any sense of like power
1: <laughs> I, I i i love the random muscular black guy that just, oh that was
3: a-
0: that was awesome
3: That's probably like the most out of out of left field where it's just like it it takes Uh, after like a French connection with Gene Hackman saying, like, do you did you pick your feet in Poughkeepsie, which was just like a a, like a cop tactic. They ask when in an interrogation, they ask a a random question that could be connected to like a more serious crime mm. that they're they're. Trying to make the the suspect think that they're a part of, it. where so it's like, hey, you were yeah, you were picking your feet in Poughkeepsie, and you and this guy died, and mm-hmm. you know he was murdered, and then the guy will admit, it's like, no, I was I was I was over at Yonkers selling dope, like mm-hmm. like they'll admit to something a lesser charge to get out of the fake accusation,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which is what the what I think the that gigantic this guy's probably like seven foot tall he's in a cowboy halves and a jock strap. and he just comes <laughs> in and slaps the shit out of Pacino and the other that's end.
2: great and then I mean, he
3: walks away he's in the room for maybe 20 seconds
2: yeah. yeah
1: and hot too
2: yeah I don't know I feel like that not
3: my type mostly because I feel like I feel like he, he looks like a He's gonna ask me if I did my homework or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Not in like a nerdy way, but just be like, hey, you gotta you do your homework before dinner. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you.
0: Sir, this is an RBUs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. What do you think the reference to Carl Jung word and image on the on his bookshelf was? Cause like Pacino looks at it for like a minute. What?
0: I don't know. I feel like that was a Friedkin thing. Um, mm. Probably something he wanted to evoke with this film, um, but with, like, the the, so the psychoanalytic aspect of it. Um, but I felt like, yeah, maybe that was probably just a, a, an allusion to all of the, like, psychoanalytic di- dimensions of, uh, you know, S&M and, like, leather play and like homosexuality
3: yeah. and stuff so well that makes sense that uh wait was this a book on the on the, the Stewart guy's...
1: shelf yeah oh that was
3: his name stewart <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it makes sense that he would have like a german uh psychologist book so prominent in the shot mm-hmm. i mean because it's like you you know germans are perverted people i mean they're mm-hmm. really you you go to berlin you know they're shitting and pissing all over each mm-hmm. other but in private
0: yeah in private you know yeah. they have it all hanging out mm-hmm.
3: everything they just have this pent-up energy that they need to get out mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes it just uh, doesn't go well
1: mm-hmm. yeah. The decadent capital of the world i am. Yeah. god um, bless them
0: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't
1: i wouldn't go i wouldn't
0: would say god i would say <laughs> if you come yeah, if, yeah, I would say, yeah, just if you come to Chicago as a tourist, um, please don't talk to me or ask me where um, the store is, because they're all shut down. <laughs> There's no retail stores on Michigan gl-
3: Avenue. Really? I'm, glad, I'm glad Macy's.
2: Shut down. Yeah, They're so many so, so
0: many stores on Michigan Avenue just absolutely like shut all the way down. Like there were so many stores I used to go to to disassociate on my lunch break, and they all just completely like shut down. Like the huge Unique Low that store that was like three stories shut down. Macy's shut down. Like it was just things that were already on its way out. It was like why not just get rid of everything. <laughs> Damn, I know it's kind of depressing when you go down there. I recently went down to Michigan Avenue just to, like pick some shit up. And Yeah, you
3: went there by yourself, which I don't know why you did.
0: I like to have some time to myself. I like to r- rummage around. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice. Um, in, in the daylight at least, in broad daylight. But um, yeah, it's a weird mix of like new stores opening and like other stores that are like fancy, but they're clearly still hanging on by a thread. So. Um, it's is, interesting. If the
3: Einstein's Bagels okay? They make really good things. I,
0: I think I think they're still alive. I think
3: the staff or the company.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. The staff might also just be hanging on barely.
1: Well, so. I'll be I'll be sure to avoid Michigan Avenue when I visit in a couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, you walk down there during the day. yeah. I
0: mean, at least like go to like, one of the yeah. At least go to one of the bridges. Like go go to the um, the river is nice.
3: Well, I mean, Never the benefit been. is you could see two guys fighting on machine. Yeah, well. yeah,
0: definitely, <laughs> definitely um, fights. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love that. Well, I guess should we um, get to the James Franco uh, film, uh, student film thesis project?
3: Do an intro. I gotta, <laughs> yes. I gotta get another white cloth. Okay. Sorry, sorry, okay. kids. Oh, okay.
0: Inter. Mm-hmm. Should we just? Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so now we're talking about Interior Leather Bar. The James yeah. Franco, Jam- Sorry, yeah. <laughs> James Franco, um, what is it called? Uh, mockumentary? Are we gonna call it that?
2: I would.
0: Yeah. I would call it a mockumentary. That's what I originally thought it was. And then Paul was like, no, it's like, but no, when I saw it, I was like, oh, all of this is scripted. Yeah. And it really read like a film school thesis final project to me, like the budget for this was definitely like no more than like 300,000. The camera was like constantly in and out of focus. Like I was getting nauseous while watching this. I was like, what is happening? (laughs)
1: It was incredibly postmodern.
0: It was like meta modern. It was too many layers of like <laughs> yes. what I was like, it was try it was saying so much that it may as well just not say anything at all because I, I didn't understand like what James Frankel was trying to say. And even when he was having like the moments in like the hotel, it was like, oh, you can't show this in the mainstream. Like we need to have sex shown in this XYZ sort of way. But then you never see anything.
2: Yeah, exactly. it was
0: annoying.
2: <laughs>
3: like you could, you could listen. You're in Los Angeles, okay? A third of the population of Los Angeles is human trafficked, anyways. And there's tons of gay porn that's made out there. Like just hire porn actors and shoot yeah. the stuff that you think was cut out. Like yeah, just do that.
1: Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know,
3: anyways,
2: do it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Interior leather bar is uh, James Franco and Travis Matthews like imagining what it was like to film cruising, um, but also the forty minutes of footage that the MPAA, the rating board, cut out of the film because they deemed it too explicit for mainstream audiences and so James Franco and Travis Matthews tried to recreate it and along the way they like (laughs) they do like they uh sort of interject their weird uh takes on sex and gay sex in particular
0: all these guys want to be gay so bad like they truly they really have even james rico has said like i wish i was gay and it's like (laughs) if you really want to like explore like homosexuality just go to a porn set and make a documentary like everybody else you know or just
3: go to a fucking gay bar just be gay we know you (laughs) i know what are you doing
0: yeah he's just
1: a voyeur like he he really is he just wants to watch, but he never wants to like actually commit and like exp- have the full weight of experience. Yeah.
3: I, I think that's directly. I think he. Re- this is before that that whole his supposed teaching job was revealed, mm-hmm. where it's just like he clearly just wants to force people to actually fuck or play fuck, yeah. just to control them like that. I think yeah, that's, that's like, all he
0: wants. you know?
3: that I think that's what I'm intentionally was shown in the movie yeah but he intentionally tries to reenact Pacino trying to get into character on the set and Mm -hmm. it doesn't go well because it's like fake phone calls yeah it's
0: all fake like it's the phone call is so clearly scripted it's just so bad um it's so
1: hilarious (laughs) like I I could not stop laughing
0: I was just like was that you know James Franco he's a fine actor I think he does well on screen but it's like there's nothing going on in that brain of his it's just a bunch of rocks rumbling around like little pebbles
1: have you heard <laughs> have you heard about his performance in Of Mice and Men that he did on Broadway no which one did
3: he play please <laughs> Damn, no. did he play Lenny
2: Lenny's
1: the oh the, he played you know, the yeah the, uh, no uh, not the not the neurodivergent one yeah. <laughs> The guy who shoots Lenny. I'm not familiar. Spoiler alert. Um, But yeah, yeah. but uh, we're a spoiler podcast. But who cares? I mean,
3: it's a it's a fucking eighty year old play.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: He um apparently he shed like one tear, Mm. and you had to when he he when he shoots Lenny, and you literally had to be in the first seven rows to be able to see him shed that tear oh my god
0: and james franco is just a psycho sex nerd that wishes wishes he was gay and <laughs> wants to like use all of his like i thought okay the disaster didn't he direct his disaster artist that was fine yeah but yeah. like he he's a fine actor whatever but he literally has nothing to say he doesn't have a vision that's very clear no. and concise no. well i just
3: think it's a good encapsulation of Los Angeles like these people are such LA people I'd be like you're you're doing worse than the stereotype like it's Mm -hmm. it's LA blackface that's what yeah it is
0: like well they're there it's I mean seriously like some of the people like I know uh who said this on another podcast like people who live in Los Angeles the the sun is always out like 24 7 like all the time Like the weather is so nice when you're exposed to that much sun you get like the opposite of a seasonal affective disorder you you like walk around like acting really dopey and because you're exposed to the sun <laughs> a lot too much
1: that's so funny yeah <laughs> it
0: like makes you really dumb because like if you are i don't know it's like some weird kind of thing that, that
1: explains why like california is so backwards sometimes
0: I'm afraid of California. I've never been me there. Too. I literally have never been to the East, or excuse me, the West Coast uh, once except for when I was in Seattle briefly, but
1: see, Seattle seems like the only place that I could, like, function because it rains there all the time.
3: Yeah. Is that because you want to see... go to the jazz? Oh, wait, that was Portland.
2: Yeah. Oh, right. I'm sure there's No, some fuck
1: Portland. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle has the Pop Culture Museum.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was you just. Don't like, you don't like
1: pop culture.
3: Well, what would be there? What? what would be there?
1: I mean, just everything. Like, apparently, they have one of the first like gay pride flags.
0: I, I went to the rock and roll museum in Cleveland. and That was cool. You see, like Michael well, Jackson I I, stuff.
1: I don't think I could live in Cleveland though.
3: Well, she's just asking you to visit the museum, not yeah. to live there. Yeah, Joshua. <laughs>
1: still like i'm just saying i could not live in cleveland
2: yeah why not
3: what 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 do you have against
2: cleveland (laughs) let's
3: let's table into your leather bar why do you hate cleveland
1: it just seems like um any other city Uh uh-huh but granted i don't live there so i guess like i'm Judging it, and I don't know the culture, but it just—it just seems very blasé to me.
3: You just—you uh you hate the rust belt, is that it?
1: I, I don't. I but, <laughs> I no, live this in man the is rust from belt.
0: Kansas. Okay. Wait, you're <laughs> from <laughs> actually Missouri. I'm from Missouri. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm from the
1: I'm from the Missouri side of Kansas City. Uh, what the Yeah, exactly. People don't know that, but it's like there's a can there's a Missouri Kansas City, and the Kansas City on the Missouri side is much more interesting. Like this is the one that has like the the skyscrapers and shit.
3: Define a skyscraper in Kansas
2: City.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not it's not like what you would expect in Chicago.
3: Why you broke up?
1: (laughs) It's not what you would expect in Chicago. (laughs)
3: um and anyways back to this, anyways, back to this movie.
0: horrible movie yes. that insulted me with its poor budget low quality like absolutely like i
1: loved that i love that james franco at the beginning he was talking about that book about being anti-normalizing normalizing queer culture but then like midway through the film he's like he wants to put gay sex in the mainstream Because, like, people think that it's, like, taboo. But he's, like, at the beginning, he's, like, I don't want to normalize gay sex. I want it to still remain taboo. And it's, like, well, you have to pick a side, James Franco. Like, you can't (laughs) can't have it both ways.
3: Well, I mean, just, you're never going to. I mean, it's just, like, what percentage of the population is is gay? You know, you're not going to go to AMC theaters and see a gay porno
1: no
0: and if you if there is like a mainstream gay movie it's usually not like it it's made to like please as many people as possible so obviously it's going to be very neutralizing and like not exciting as you would see in like a queer cinema you know like <laughs> kind of yeah. like an inter- or an actual like like cruising like scene possibly you
3: know but i do like shows where it's like boys in the band where like them being gay is incidental but it, it because they're gay that does affect their interactions with each other and how how they do act with each other mm-hmm. so it is like a i guess a cultural background thing for the characters but other than that you know it's like oh this, this is like Eight supposed friends, but they you know they get into each other's nerves, they laugh, you know, all this yeah. other stuff.
0: They laugh, they cry, they're just like us folks. Okay? See, this
3: <laughs> interior leather bar is so bad we have to talk about other movies because we don't want to talk
0: about it. Uh okay. <laughs> uh the worst, the worst part of this movie, I think, was the director guy with the gigantic, like, he had like this lesbian haircut and a gigantic like poof, like mohawk thing going on yes. on top of his head he annoyed me so much and then uh, they were like Don't in body
3: the... shame man I'm
0: no I'm not body shame I'm hairstyle shaming <laughs> he just had this like annoying gigantic poof on top of his head um and like <laughs> it just came off as like very like uh, just a bunch of dudes being guys and like trying to understand like the queer theory of cruising <laughs> and I really like how uh Like I sent this clip of like William Friedkin was like, yeah, this James Franco guy, he made this movie. I got it on my iPad, but I didn't watch it and I don't even know. Anyway, you know.
3: Which is hilarious. Yeah. Love how Friedkin is so dismissive. Yeah.
0: Well, I also like that they make this uh, movie uh, out to be like, oh, this is a movie about the 40 minutes of sex that was cut uh, from cruising. But it's like. No, like that was most. That. that was most. Also, that's like mostly bullshit because every movie has a bunch of leftover footage that gets cut anyways. Well, it's like very non remarkable. Right.
3: Well, Freakin talks about it as to where it's like, yeah, the forty minutes was basically pornography, so that's why we had to cut it. And he, and it's clear, which gives credit to Freakin. It's like all of what he shot in those bars like those were actual leather guys, those were actual gay guys going at it during the movie. And it was just like, listen, we gotta shoot dirty shit. You guys actually do what you do, but we'll we'll cut it to yeah to be you know yeah able, available for release later.
0: Yeah and the interior in interior leather bar it's just like a bunch of Los Angeles actors that are like on set Oh yes, like are you an actor? Me too. Ha ha ha. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done a gay
0: have you ever done a gay scene before? No, I haven't. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> you know.
2: Uh, <laughs> was- well it's,
3: it's just like Franco is trying to do a Friedkin impression, but it it's not because Friedkin like. Because there's a scene where the main actor who's playing Pacino's character comes up to Franco and is asking him a question. This is clearly stage. It's a stage scene, you get it's like all this movie staged, it's not a real documentary. And uh, he's pretending to not know how to get into character, and Franco is like can't give him an answer. He's just like, Yeah, oh. he's just like, Oh, go, he's like, I don't know, Like, go on and he there. says.
1: He but, says Pacino. He says Pacino esque, which I thought was like <laughs> the,
3: whatever. The but best the, direction. But he's not even Franco's not even doing like a good, like imitation of freaking because Freakin was probably pissed off with Pacino so much. He's like, "Well, you do, just go in there and do your fucking job." Like freaking is yeah. a director. He's like, "We're here for a job. This is what we're gonna do." You know. That's
1: hot. And, yeah. You yeah. know
3: and. Don't fuck around with him. Yeah, you know, he slapped actors before.
0: Yeah,
3: he slapped Gene Hackman. He slapped that priest in the Exorcist.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: and <laughs> the the like over intellectualizing the whole thing just like rubbed me the wrong way so much. It was just like okay, there's clearly some kind of intellectual like agenda, and like there's no room for like enjoying any part of like this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it was like so way too meta modern. <laughs> what's the well that,
1: that's was? the thing like what, i mean what... G- well james franco and his whole like i don't want to no, I, I don't want to normalize queer sex but then when he was like talking about his time at yale and all that shit oh, oh no
3: <laughs>
0: fucking
3: yale <laughs> I hate any Ivy League school. What does that mean? It's too
0: much. It's too much. You go to the
3: state college and learn the same thing. Yeah, you
0: learn the same thing at a good state college and you can be the same amount of success and have the same level of uh, intellectual acumen as anyone else. And it's also just available on the internet, anyways. Um, So you may as well just subscribe to Evil Thespian Podcast and we can (laughs) get into it. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, we'll be be your teachers. (laughs)
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, But no, it's like, yeah, like the James Franco thing, it's like, okay, it's obvious he's just an actor and he wishes he was gay. And it's, uh, you know, very obvious. His whole like public uh, career and persona has just been so like, horny and nerdy it's like you know she should just stick to acting stop you know putting your nose in other people's asses and into places we about shit you don't know um, about you know
1: he does he does too much like he also writes poetry yeah,
0: yeah. and it's it's everything every he, james frankel product product is like a vanity project for his own yes like, intellectual like journey it's just read a book yes. and don't tell anybody about it you know <laughs> yes yeah but Uh, I thought that the like the main director (laughs) character is so funny um there was no actual like sex in this at all like it it was all like this weird simulation where they're just like breathing into each other's mouths and like watching it and like James Frank was like "Mm, yes interesting this is incredible (laughs) you know it was
1: funny to see Val's reaction to the guy getting (laughs) spanked Wait, that was the
3: Pacino guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, what? why is he acting? He's acting surprised. That's not a real reaction.
0: Yeah, and they weren't even spanking, like, for real. Like, he was just spanking him with his jeans on still. And everybody was like, oh, it's amazing.
3: Well, it's also, like, internet porn has been around for, what, at this point, 25 years? Like, everybody's seen everything. Like, nobody can be shocked. Maybe it's shocking to him in person. But you can tell it's just like a clearly put on shock. I'm like I just yeah. there might have
1: been there might have been union rules that stopped it from like actually like going there.
3: Then hire Pornick. Then hire union. But they didn't. They didn't want to. That's the point. They, he yeah. didn't really want to remake the 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 footage that was cut out. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually want to do that, and that's why another thing is trying to be like freaking where it's like, oh I tricked you. I tricked you. They're like, no, you it's like, no, you didn't. No. This movie felt For longer long. than the fucking actual cruising movie. This was excruciating yeah. to watch.
0: Yeah.
3: It's, it's only an hour and it felt like two. Yeah. We had to pause it like every 15 I minutes. Know. Like, how much left is in this fucking thing?
0: It's. It felt like a Nickelodeon like mockumentary show.
1: <laughs> it did, it like really, the Naked Brothers Band.
0: That's really how it felt. Like it just felt like a Nickelodeon show. Yeah.
1: I loved that. I loved that one guy on the phone to Val was like, "You're doing the Franco, the Franco faggot project."
0: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Well, also, I don't like how like the actors in this movie like make themselves out to be like, oh, like, here I am. I'm going to do a gay role. I don't know. It's like, no, most actors take their top off. No questions asked. Yes. They're desperate to do anything.
1: (laughs) There was so much emphasis on like, have you ever played a gay man before? Like, how do you feel about that? It's like that's not what acting is.
0: No, most like- actors I know are just ready to jump into like full nudity, no questions asked, desperate for any amount of attention or money. <laughs> yes, they'll do anything. Um, like,
1: <laughs> well, because like all all acting is doing. It's not. It's not an intellectual thing. And like that's where like Franco betrays this project is. He tries to intellectualize his actors to a degree. Yeah,
0: that's a mistake. You should
2: not do that. It's also clearly,
3: like, he fed them lines, like, you have to mention James. Because every literally every person on this movie is like, well, I'm just excited to work with James. Like, there's
1: a... Yes.
3: Yeah. Even if they're on screen for 10 seconds, they say something like that. Even if it's just that.
0: Yeah, that was annoying. Like, every shot, you know there wasn't one conversation that happened without mentioning James Franco. Like he wasn't in the, in the shot or the conversation they were talking about James Franco. It's like, Oh my God, like, Jesus Christ. Like get your head out of your own ass, you know?
1: (laughs) And none of them knew the vision for the project. They were just like, I trust James.
0: Yeah, well I also yeah, James. that's another thing like everyone showed up to the set and it was obvious that there was no story or like script or anything that's what made it so apparent that it wasn't like an actual documentary. They're like, "Oh, we're doing this weird James Franco project." I don't I don't even know what it is, you know.
3: But well, I think this is like this was clearly like a money laundering operation. Like they had to wash like $500,000 real quick in an afternoon. It's was like, "What do we do?" Uh we, uh uh we make a fake movie. That's yeah,
0: just make a fake movie. Oh, or someone had to like give some money to something for a tax write-off. Because they
3: <laughs> do shoot it in this rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. In this the this, this black box <laughs> in black Los
0: Angeles. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is like everything is like films in this like, oh, there's a holiday in uh, fucking like uh porno set looking ass uh
3: language ho- young lady. oh
0: sorry um <laughs> a hotel room and then they're in like this back alley rehearsal space there's like no craft services there's like two makeup artists and they don't even have like a real gigantic uh camera they have like two whole like handheld cameras that they're just floating yes.
1: around <laughs> oh my god that was iconic though. I wonder what James Franco did with all that footage that he was God taking no. it for himself.
3: Fucking motorcycle brigades going right yeah, outside. Some okay. motorcycle guys
0: are in front of us. Good um, Lord.
3: Anyway, sorry.
0: Well, no, it, well, it's clear that like uh, I just like feel bad for like um, obviously when like he had that whole scandal with like NYU or like this, the James Franco acting school, he basically oh made all of these actresses sign away their Uh, their likeness, which you should never do, even if it's for uh, an audition or something, you should never sign anything without talking to someone first. because he basically made all of these like actresses sign away their likeness to be like sold and like bought somewhere. Um, just I know he's so he's it a he's, really a, nerd. he's fucking, a sex nerd.
3: It, it really is psychopathic. Yeah, you know, he's
0: a psycho. <laughs>
3: to, to do that with students. Yeah, but I'm like I'm surprised he wasn't nailed with like some union law. Maybe because they were students, they couldn't they couldn't actually get it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, but. Yeah, just don't sign anything before you film something without talking to someone. Like that's a huge mistake. But I just feel bad for all the students that he scammed just so he. Oh
2: my Wait, god. someone's
0: yelling. What was that? That was. Wait, really? Okay. <laughs>
1: right. oh, my oh my god! Is there a murderer <laughs> I in your park? I'm gonna
3: go. What
0: the? That was really weird. Anyways no i was I was saying um yeah that that was that was really weird don't don't sign your your likeness away to be bought and sold on the black market <laughs> so
1: I love that we've just lost our
0: <laughs> no he's just checking on my fiance to see if he's still alive
1: uh.
0: he was he was napping or like he's like gaming or something probably. Um, <laughs> when all else
1: fails, we can just edit it out or give yes, it in.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Um, no, but yeah, it was weird how this movie was only an hour long and like cruising, it's two hours, but it feels like every time I watch it, it flies by. But when we were watching right. this movie, I was like, dear God, like
1: <laughs> well, that's because that's on? because like cruising had suspense and this film had nothing going for it, really, except for it to make you laugh.
0: But if if it was supposed to make me laugh, like what's like what's the point? I mean, I mean not not necessarily in that sense, but it's like what what what's the? I don't think
1: I don't think their intention was to make you laugh, right? But like, exactly. If you, if, if you watch it in an ironic way, like it's the greatest piece of like performance art ever made.
3: But I think they wanted you. Paul's fine, by the way. He's uh, messing with the dog.
1: Oh thank but God.
3: The they you can tell they want you to watch it ironically. Mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing which is sad which it's like uh the fucking like you're not making best in sh- it's like best in show but for gay sex yeah. and awful like this book uh don't watch this yeah it
0: the way it's folks don't watch this <laughs> watch cruising instead that's pretty good <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah Mm. and also with cruising it's like uh you could tell like there was like a lot of like tension behind the scenes and just like the lore around cruising is fun um and william friedkin as a director is funny um it's just funny that he's like 85 now he's like so old yeah and it's just like why would you defile this old man's like Cultural product, you know, and his legacy, well, you know. Yeah,
1: it would have been so much better had James Franco been like gone, had gone to like Friedkin and been like, "Hey, like, let's do something where we can like release the unused footage," you know. Yeah, because like, it's like, still around.
3: They should still keep all that film stock, even if it's yeah. Like bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like James Franco is just like a lost soul who's like psychotic and like very um mm-hmm. intellectually misled obviously um there's once again he has no he's like no vision he's like nothing to say well anything. i think
3: he's a very handsome and nice. no actor. he is
0: handsome he's definitely nice
1: i think dave franco okay <laughs> dave,
0: dave is obviously the obvious answer but i kind of prefer james a little more just because dave to me is so uh like saline she, and sanitized. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, Dave is very sanitized and safe feeling. Like Dave feels like my little brother. He's an like American
1: brother. boy. Yeah, yeah, he's very
0: doughy and just very well, safe feeling. He's but a
3: married man though. He's gotta keep up appearances.
0: Yeah, but James is like so obviously very like dangerous feeling because he's insane. Um, So <laughs> <to> <laughs> <think>. <laughs> he's a little like more like skinny oh and like gaunt looking um dave is like a little more filled out
3: um i'd fuck either which
2: yeah doesn't matter to me. they're both kind of cute if that's what not talk. my
0: type not my type really but um i've always been partial to james like est- uh, aesthetically
1: there was a recent debate on twitter about sex as a storytelling tool and like this film interior leather bar asked the question of like sex as a storytelling tool like do you think that sex is a storytelling tool
0: why does everything need to be a tool can you just tell a story (laughs) like sex usually is just incidental to one's life story you know
3: well, it's like yeah, you do not always show an intimate moment, but it's like with any story, it's another moment. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, have you guys seen? um uh, that French film, The Color Blue? I haven't seen that. It's a it's a lesbian film, and there's this. Although well, I'll never watch it. There's, uh, <laughs> there's this there's this this really long, uh, sex scene. It's like ten minutes. It's like intentionally long and. I'm just like okay,
1: okay oh wait the blue blue is the warmest color you mean
3: is that it
1: i don't know then actually i've seen it
3: maybe let
1: me look yes because like it has like the most explicit lesbian sex scenes and it was directed by a man. And I remember people being like all up in arms that a man was directing a lesbian sex scene.
3: Well, I just, that's no problem. It's just like the, that uh one? yeah. Oh, that that's what it is. You had yeah. it right.
0: I've never seen, I've never seen this. Blue but, is the
3: warmest color. Yeah. There's like a 10 minute sex scene, but it just goes on and on. Okay, yeah. So it really like detracts from the movie. So like this director is just like.
1: Oh. <laughs> I, I guess if you like come at it from a psychological archetypal standpoint, sex can be a really great storytelling tool. But- well, I mean, that's
3: where people's most intimate moments are, mm-hmm. especially with mm-hmm. a, a partner that, that you care for. But just like 10 minutes of like a, a, a Cinemax, not showing pussy. Yes, yes a
0: yeah, Cinemax. You know, yeah, it's like,
3: okay, we get the point. Let's yeah, get, get to them talking again.
0: Yeah. It just depends how uh, what the you know director's vision is and how well it's uh, depicted. Um, it just depends kind of what the vision is, I think. And sometimes it like really hits well, and like sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I, I just want something that doesn't want me, doesn't want to make me like kill myself. You know, like I want to see <laughs> stuff that makes me feel something.
3: Yeah, do we need to?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> you know. No, but
3: I know what, what? you mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, I felt like the scene, the sex scenes and cruising, were actually quite artful and tasteful. Yeah. And in I fact, like, the, yeah. The first sex scene we don't even actually see. You know, it's yeah. all alluded to, mm-hmm. but like, right. we do actually see him getting tied up and like stabbed in the back, which I guess in itself is kind of sexual. Yeah.
0: I,
3: being penetrated. Get it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I thought but that also, scene like, was really hot too
1: yes but also i want like this might be me reading too much into it but like my freudian analysis would say like oh like gays stab each other in the back when it comes to like sex that's we,
3: true we are a vicious people yeah
1: yeah
0: that's true
3: it's like game of thrones but we all just give each other hiv yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, that is true. They probably were not uh, meant to depict that, but I thought about that as well. I was like, oh, they're just a bunch of backstabbers aren't something. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> See, this is what I feel like uh Jonathan Park's ru- ramage rummage was trying to do with Yes Daddy, but like he was afraid to commit. Yeah,
0: he was afraid to, to commit, and he was just ramrodding his um, you know, career aspirations into what is probably just going to be a two-season Netflix special, you know.
3: Well, that's probably why Cruz worked so well is because you had Friedkin. Like, he is a guy where it's just like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this, like, 150%. And, you know, if you're not going to go along with it, you know, get the fuck out of the way. Because in The oh, French yes. in the French Connection, the famous uh, car chase scene, he, he literally... Uh, was driving 100 miles an hour under an elevated train track in New York. Like, they didn't tell the city this was happening. They, you know, they didn't alert any cops besides the cops that were, you know, on sets uh, advising them. So, like, they, they, one of the cops got, like, one of those uh, police bubbles that has a rotate, rotating lights, and they put it on the car, and freakins in the back shooting and then they had the stunt driver in most of it, like just driving through uh, New York at 100 miles an hour. And then other shots that put in later Gene Hackman, like they crashed a the car like three times. Yeah.
0: And like usually, when there's a project and there's you're getting into like some violence or sex, you know, there's a clear expectation when you sign on to a project what's going to happen. It's not like interior leather bar where like these actors are showing up and they're like, wait, what? Like what's going to happen? Like it's very right. ambiguous. Like no, like usually when you're on a project, there's a clear expectation of like what's going to happen, and you have agreed to do it, and we're going to do it all the way 100%. We don't want people that are going to, like, cause, like, anything to back time up, you know? (laughs) uh,
3: That's what, that's what the movie felt like, interior building, Barb, was, like, an improv class of students, nobody knows each other, and, like, not in a good way, where it's just, like, like yeah, we're gonna do something deep and hard, but it, it's just like nobody wants to cross boundaries. It's instead of just being like, hey, it's gonna be uncomfortable, so you either better you're, say
0: no, you're in or you're out. <laughs> speak now or yeah. forever hold okay. your peace. Um, when I was in theater school, I was like always like <laughs> doing random. I was always like naked or like some kind of, in some kind Gross. of, like. Na- I know it was disgusting. <laughs> I was always in some, <laughs> some kind of like naked adjacent role where I had to like be naked, not naked all the way. I think my fiance was definitely a hundred percent fully naked on stage Wait, once. He
3: talked about showing his balls.
0: Yeah. His balls were out. Like we did the full, the whole nine yards. Like there was no thing you do Monty yeah you was either, I mean everyone was pretty cool like oh, are you comfortable with this blah 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 but it was like if a director wanted something like it was either you do it or we'll get someone who's more comfortable or you know we'll figure it out in some way Um, but I think um I- I'm just always willing to do anything I'm just like you know <laughs> everything's already out there anyway so may as well just put it all out there you
1: know and that's what makes acting so exciting as you just like do crazy shit yeah because there are these
0: like wandering lost people that are just willing to literally do anything and like (laughs) and 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 be thrown
1: into like extreme situations I know and in the pursuit of something sublime
0: yeah and unfortunately it didn't work out so well for those girls that got scammed by James Franco sadly
1: (laughs) maybe they will want to come yeah, maybe yeah. they'll come on the pod.
0: <laughs> they obviously didn't take like a business class or like business, like an entertainment business. Yeah,
3: class, but you don't you know? have to. It's like you take an acting class from James Franco. Clearly <laughs> at the time it still had a lot of pull. Like
2: mm-hmm.
3: I feel bad for them. It's just like, what are you gonna do? It's yeah. like you've already, even though you already paid all this money, and it's like clearly this could they're thinking this could be their shot. I
0: know. It's so sad. At,
3: Not fame, but even just like a regular work in the industry. Mm -hmm. And he just wasn't that, that wasn't his goal at
0: all. Yeah. (laughs) He just, uh, you know, wanted a little slap and tickle from some (laughs) NYU. Well, I think it's based off, he
3: clearly got turned out when he was going up through the industry. So he's probably taking it out on these poor students, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was like, Pretty, i uh, pretty within the past like three year, three or four years. So, um, he's definitely. Yeah, uh, I feel like he's probably feeling very like resentful and like punitive.
3: I mean, it is Hollywood. Yeah, you know, everybody, pissed
0: everyone's off. pissed off. Yeah. You know,
3: I hope once we uh, inevitably, inevitably start the war with the Chinese, I hope uh, they nuke Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, they go, they go for California first. It's the close. It's the closest. That's why I feel safe in the Midwest because I'm not on any edge of anything. Okay, New York is always flooding. There's tropical storms. California is on fire, and it's like prime for like Chinese, you know, bombing or whatever. I'm just in the middle. We have tornadoes sometimes. It's not too bad, you know. (laughs) We might be in a state of emergency, but
3: I like this. I like the tornado sirens. They calm me.
0: Yeah, the tornado sirens are very calming.
1: Then it's I'm weird like, to imagine Chico- oh, go ahead
3: no you talk <laughs> joshua
1: i was just gonna say that it's weird to imagine chicago having a tornado at all
3: well one time last year fucking one touchdown literally half a mile from where i live in lakeville and we were, it was like during the workday, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And our managers told us like, you cannot log off. He's like, yeah, we know the storm is coming and it's bad. It's like, you cannot log off. It's going to
0: be good money for us all it's like,
3: <laughs> Seriously. It's like, I'm going to die of sitting at my computer for some bullshit job while my ceiling collapses. I know.
0: Well, cause your apartment is literally made out of graham crackers. Like I felt very safe because my apartment complex is made out of like brick and it's like Two hundred years old, so I was I was very cozy up in here.
3: My <laughs> my building is a it's clearly like an old hotel that made was, in like
0: nineteen seventies out of like plywood. No, it was like
3: built in the twenties. Oh, I, I know it was um, there. Oh,
0: wait, you're you're right, actually. You yeah,
3: do have, I looked yeah. it up. I looked it up <laughs> on the city website, but John Dillinger apparently stayed here for a night or so. Yeah,
1: John Dillinger has like connections to Kansas City. There's like bullet holes. In at our at our Union Station. Oh, they kept him up there. Wow. Yeah.
3: That's pretty cool. That's cool. Well, he was because a, of him. Well, he he was uh i want to say Southern, but he was uh what's he say? He was like one of those Midwestern, but had a, a country it's accent. Midwestern <laughs>
2: dandies. <Hey. laughs>
1: it all just comes back to the mafia. Bring back the mafia.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: I think we'd have better restaurants. Yeah. I don't think least. the mafia would allow uh, these fucking brew pubs and bistros.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, like the mafia, didn't the mafia? I mean, like in Goodfellas, the mafia is like taking care of the community.
3: Not really. Well, they're extracting money, and when somebody dies, that's when they give it back. Yeah. Well, one of my,
2: <laughs>
3: one of my family friends, uh, her, uh, father I don't know if he was made but he was definitely an associate but uh, he was one of their bombers like there was always wow. like one or two dudes that that could actually figure out how to do a bombing because they're all fucking you know yahoos they don't know how to put together a bombing but I guess he was good at shot class or something so he had uh, allegedly uh, successfully bombed a few people for them but when he was the last one he was making, he got, he blew himself up. So this was back in the sixties, back when the mafia still had money and power. So, uh, my family friend, she was, she was like in middle school at the time. And they literally took care of the family. Like they paid all their bills, like always just handed them out money until they were uh, at least into college or whatever trade school they had too but uh, yeah, now that wouldn't,
0: happen. yeah, no, now, like, what, what do I get from the government if my husband dies? Like, get, I get like fifteen thousand dollars from my company, you know, and then like I have to like fend for myself, you know.
3: Well, I, you can't rely on me, I know that.
0: I well, no,
3: <laughs> I don't, I don't <know>, <laughs> spend it. all my money on booze and poppers, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you guys seen um, The Untouchables?
0: I Kevin saw, Costner, gangster yeah. film. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. I saw that a long time ago. I haven't seen it I, in probably over 10 years, but that's a
2: classic. I had to
1: now. watch it in high school in For my American flight? history class. Oh, wow. oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the state of American education.
3: Well, I saw it. I thought it was pretty good, like growing right up. Uh, you know, in high school. And then I re it a few years ago. Like, this is, like, really hokey. Like, it's just, like, too hokey sometimes.
1: Yeah, it gets very melodramatic.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Everyone should just watch The Sopranos. It's the greatest cultural product of the 21st century. It's only... <laughs> right, like... I'll
1: get around to it one day.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least the first and the third season is good.
3: Um, Yeah. I think once, like, second... Later half of the second season, and then everything after is when it gets yeah. when it gets about because then you're talking about the the actual mafia not just as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. The later, All right. yeah. All right. Well.
1: Any other thoughts on cruising or interior leather bar? <laughs> uh,
3: watch cruising. Don't watch interior leather bar.
1: Yeah. And, Agreed. Um,
0: I yeah, James Franco is a weird. Psycho freak. I'm afraid of him. He's very cute, yeah. but I am terrified of him.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and yeah.
1: will you, William Friedkin is a great maybe director. The be- yeah, maybe the best artist of our time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, All right. I would say yeah. watch
3: watch some more William Friedkin movies, kids. Yeah. Watch French Connection. Yeah,
0: French Connection.
3: And The Exorcist.
2: Yeah.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. Great. Good luck. Good luck, <laughs> everyone.
3: Shut that dog up. <laughs>
0: Yes.